The saying goes, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. As a financial services consultant, I believe that to be true. For me, being a financial consultant is sharing my knowledge, skills, and experiences with others and watching them succeed in making their dreams become a reality. With a decade of family and business financial planning experience, I decided to leave behind the 9-to-5 high-rise corporate grind for a more personal and flexible lifestyle. I am now able to aid in the success of my clients that I want to work with, while being the mother I always wanted to be. My firm, EDJ Consulting, specializes in small to medium-sized business bookkeeping and payroll processing. If you are a business owner or know someone who is and located in the U.S., please go visit emadon.com for a full list of professional services offered. Now, if you're a mom like me and looking for a more flexible professional career opportunity that you can do anywhere, anytime, maybe becoming a home bookkeeper is right for you. Pre-sales for the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass are now available under the resources page on my website, emmadon.com. This course includes everything you need to know about starting your own home bookkeeping business, from learning the number one accounting program to building your brand and gaining your first clients. Go visit emmadon.com today. The Mommy Wines Podcast is a Mommy Wines Network and Emma Don production, brought to you by Coffee Over Cardio, NakedWines.com, and Zaya Active. everyone and welcome back to the Mommy Wines podcast. I am your host Emma Don and today I have the fabulous Bernie, not Bernie Sanders, <laughs> but Bernie um, and Ella as she can be found on Instagram. She is a I get your transplant too. I am. A Utah absolutely. transplant from South America and she's a professional Working mom, uh, you said you're a pharmaceutical sales rep, so that is... No, not pharma. I actually sell uh, medical device. Medical devices. Yeah, so anywhere from the mop they use to clean the OR to the scalpel, uh, everything in between. I mean, we have a gajillion products that, oh, geez. that we sell. <laughs> so yeah, so I go around hospitals and basically help them and uh, sell them our stuff. So. See, I could do that. Because my, like, I feel like my whole family's medicine, they either work in a hospital. Um, my sister's, like, the only one that branched out a little bit. She does medical billing. Okay. Which is, like, it was, like, whoa, what are you doing with your life, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's but, a whole animal on its own. But, um, like, my aunt is a nurse. Um, my mom did, like, she ran her own home health care business. Oh, wow. And then I went to school for finance. And I'm... <laughs> But that is, like, close enough to the medical industry, but yeah. still not as close as having my hand in somebody's abdomen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of our, um, a lot of my coworkers actually were former nurses, and they decided to go into the sales side of it. And it does give them a level of, you know, credibility when they're oh, yeah. talking to a clinician about X, Y, or Z, they tend to listen more. So... Yeah, I didn't have any medical background before this. I was in sales and other industries, finance, finance, 
the finance industry and nothing to do with medical but yeah now it's gonna be <laughs> april 1st is my three-year anniversary and i always joke that the the joke's on me <laughs> april <laughs> fools <laughs> So, uh, is that I, when you started on April I Fool's did. Day? April Fool's was my first day at the job, and I'm like, oh boy. Um, and it's been a long learning curve. The, the industry has really changed a lot. It is it is ever changing. Um, and uh, but it's interesting because every day is different, and um, it is a lucrative industry to be in. But it's not glamorous like some people think. Oh medical sales you you know you haven't made <laughs> just laugh it is so political and i mean i respect our medical uh professionals i mean they really put up with a lot of things but in some cases they can also be a little bit difficult i mean you can have a pen a red pen and you want to sell them a blue pen as the exact same pen <laughs> made by the exact same manufacturer and then they will throw a fit because it's blue instead of red so <laughs> Jeez. so those are the kind of challenges that um that i face i guess all out. those years of school give them the entitlement i suppose i, I don't know what it is it's just uh and I'm not saying around, I don't like generalizing, right? But there are, you do come across some people that you're like, are you just trying to be difficult? I mean, it's <laughs> really the, this this important at the end of the day. Like, look at the bigger picture. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, part of, think, it's part of it. It's part of the challenge of being in sales, right? I think it's just the part of working in general. Whether you're in medical sales or you're a realtor or... Right. You know, working at a McDonald's, you're always going to have somebody who's going to be difficult. Yeah, and and just sales professionals in general. I don't know if it was car salespeople or who just gave us a bad rap. You know, oh, oh yeah. you're the sales rap. You're just here to... People don't like to be sold, right? So I've never been a, the pushy kind because I don't like people that are pushy with me. So I'm like, I try to put myself in the shoes. I'm like, how would I want to be approached? You know, uh, more consulting. Hey, just recommendation. At the end of the day, whatever you want to do. And um, that, in fact, has actually made me really successful because that's usually the comments that I get at the end. They're oh, like, yeah. I went with you because you were not pushing me. You were not forcing me one way or another. You were just telling me, hey, here's it. This is the benefits. What do you think? Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. I actually, I've been in sales forever, and that's what I've always gotten, too. Right. That kind of same. Because I just, I don't know. Like, I am not a sharky person. Like, I'm not going to go in there and, like, be, you know, cutthroat, and I'm not this smooth talking right. with my hair slicked back, yeah. you know? Like, I don't have my crocodile shoes on right, or whatever, right. you I, know? Just but be humble and, and be honest. Uh, yeah. I think ethics, uh, being ethical is doing the right thing when nobody's watching. You know, I'm going to do the right thing for you um, no matter what, because... Ultimately, it's somewhat being selfish because I don't want that in my conscience. I don't want to feel crappy at the end of the day that, hey, I didn't do the right thing, you know? So it's a self selfish thing to be yeah. <laughs> to be honest and do the right thing if you want to look at it that way. So that's, that's true. kind of my philosophy and um, I've been successful at it and I don't plan on changing it. 
So. Yeah, I think people can always kind of sniff that out. The person who's hungry for a sale or the person right. who's just doing their job. Yeah. We call it commission breath. When you go in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a it's good like one. You have commi- the guy had commission breath. Like you felt like if you didn't buy that crap from him, he was not going to eat the next day. And, and people can read it like that. So Well, I started out in... Um, I had a, a few different sales jobs before I actually like made it like a professional thing and went and got my life and health license. And that was kind of like the thing that I noticed when I went and made a change. I uh, recently developed this new way of offering um, like mortgage protection mm-hmm. and it's completely out of the insurance agent's hand. Like right. it, I just, even though I was licensed and it was my job to sell that, it just felt like the dumbest thing for me to do. Like, why am I going to show up and talk to these people when it's six months, three months, a year after they already bought their house? They're not going to care about it at that point. It's not going to resonate with them. So I took the mailer that insurance companies, marketing agencies or whatever, send out to new home purchaser, new homeowners, and I put it in the closing documents of mortgage loan officers. Right. Because who's going to care about their mortgage more? Like, when are they ever going to care about their mortgage more than at the time they're signing all their papers? Right. And you're already signing your life away. Yep. What's <laughs> one more paper going to do for you? Right. Like, nothing. Well, unless yeah. you get the insurance and then you're covered. But Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you got to strike while, while it's hot, you know? Yeah. So. And, like, that's, I don't know. Like, that's not a very sharky thing for me to do. Of course, yeah. I, I also went out and got my NMLS license. So, no. Right. I'm a licensed mortgage loan officer. Right, right. (laughs) You're legit. I I kind of flipped the tables on them, but I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, why am I bothering these people sometimes up to two years after they had already bought their home? Because, like, if they didn't fill out the form that was mailed to them, you know, and send it back, or, like, if nobody bought leads in that area. Right. A lot of, like, the rural areas, especially out here, like, people who live in, like, the middle of Utah, right. which I don't know who that would be, but like people who live in the middle of Utah, like they're not getting coverage because right. nobody wants to go out there. It's a million miles away for it what true. one or two people. I drive through a lot of those areas and I just, God, my mind just, this is where they eat people. Oh, <laughs> It's like the hills have eyes. Like if you feel the need to live, because then it's the house, but there's no farmland. Because if I see farmland, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's a reason you live right. out here, right? But you have no grocery stores, nothing, nothing around you. And it's just a house in a remote area where I'm thinking, why? Why do you need to live so far away from civilization. I'm like, this is where I'm going to come if there's a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go raid your house. But I drive... Well, they probably go to, like, Costco. Uh, What, like, probably... Well, I remember when I was down in Bryce, they would go to St. George, Mm -hmm. which was three hours away. Oh, geez. And they would go, like, once a month. Really? And you would have to buy everything that you needed for a month Right. In that trip. Right. And there was like a small town market that, but it was like all off brand food, which is fine. I actually prefer, this is my, maybe this will be my confession one day or maybe today, (laughs) but I think that the bagged of like off brand cereal tastes so much better. Really? Yes. (laughs) 
I don't have to try it. Love off-brand cereal. I'll right. never have regular brand cereal in my house huh. because, like the um, what is it like with the berries in the thing? Uh, the yeah. Captain Crunch. Right. Oh, regular Captain Crunch is garbage. But, like, the bagged Captain Crunch is, like, fruity and so good. Huh. Um, I'm going to have to try that. But, like, that's all they had down there. Right. And, it, like, a lot of it was, like, canned food that was even pushing expiration dates. <laughs> I'm like, when did you get this? When the damn place And the opened? dust, the layer of dust on the top. Yeah, but. <laughs> oh, it was a disaster. Oh, no. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. And when I, I actually moved to Elko before I moved to Salt Lake, and my son's dad, I would take my son down to visit his grandparents in Bryce. And my son's dad would always be like, oh, you have to like drive into Salt Lake and then just take 15 down. And I'm like, I, that just seems so out of the way for me. Why would I do that? And, like, it is a little strange, like, driving through Nevada because right. there's not a lot of filling stations. Mm. So that – and I had an SUV at the time, and that's why he told me, he's like, oh, go to Salt Lake right. and then drive down because if I needed to get fuel, right. I could ha- – it's easier access. But even though it's easier access, like – it's so crazy because there are two places that are right next door to each other, but like Nevada's like green and beautiful. <laughs> and like it's not until you get like down by Vegas where it starts to get like real, real, right. real deserty. Right. But like, or at least I don't know, maybe on the closer to Utah side, I don't know what it's like on the other side because it's right. so freaking big. It's like a country. Huh. But yeah, and then I'm driving through Utah and like there's like broken down trucks. Oh, boy. And, like, <laughs> nothing. I'm like, what yeah, the heck? you got to be careful, especially if you're a mom and you have a little one in the car. I mean, I I carry and I usually have a taser and I have all these things because I just think you're in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell signal. You break down. I mean, any creep can come up to you. Oh, yeah. So I highly encourage women to, you know, carry something even if it's a maze even yeah. if you don't feel comfortable with weapons that's fine but at least carry maze a taser there's other alternatives just to you know and know how to use him that's the other thing because a lot of women I've will been, carry that and they will yeah. never turn that taser on i'll never like uh, know how to switch the maze so if you're in a situation um anyway there's just a lot of bad stories out there oh um, yeah so if you're ever driving through the middle of nowhere Food, gas, water, and some sort of weapon. <laughs> no, I know. When so. I would go down there, I would like bring my own rolls of toilet paper, mm-hmm. not just for when I got down there, right. because Bryce Canyon is literally like a third world country. Right. But 
in case I would get stuck. Right. I had like a case. I would always pack like a case of water. Right. I would always have a cooler of snacks and like the pouches for the baby. Right. Um, and toilet paper. Yeah. I'm like, these are my necessities. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I mean, an emergency kit. There's just things that you should definitely have. A, a call, it, my husband said, you just love doomsday prepping or stuff like that. I'm like, I am from Venezuela. I mean, we, I woke up one day and I was at a sleepover and I w- turned on the news and the military had taken over the news, like the, and the, what their equivalent of the White House. So yeah, I am always paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> I am always paranoid that it's, it's, it was like a movie. It was insane. So imagine I was probably like 10 and you turn on the news and you see that, you know, Chavez, who is now dead, um, I hope the devil has him in a slow cooker and <laughs> hell, but <laughs> oh, you see them in the news. So anyway, so I always like, you never know. It can happen anywhere. Just be prepared. Just have something at, at home. And, and, you know, when you're driving as a woman, definitely um, carry something to defend yourself. So that's, and I drive, I mean, I'm in the middle of Idaho sometimes in the middle of uh, Wyoming. Isn't Idaho beautiful? It is gorgeous. I mean, my territory is amazing. I go to Jackson Hole Shut every up. six weeks. What? You know? <laughs> I'm so jealous. Okay, you might have to hire me. Yeah. I'm going to change industries. There you go. So it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I go out there. I usually go to through Afton. I and I have. I'm a creature of habit. I usually have. Uh, if you're ever out there, Persephone Cafe. It's just um, delicious. The pastries are. Um, out of this world um, it's a tiny little bakery uh, the tables you're basically elbow and elbow with the, uh, <laughs> other people and they're like this is awkward yeah no just eat quickly <laughs> that's how it was I took Milo to um, I had like a work thing that took us to Lake Tahoe yeah um, not last year but the year before and everybody was talking about and it was like in the middle of February it was like over Valentine's Day so it wasn't like prime Lake right. Tahoe time, even though like there are a lot of skiers and stuff. But everybody was talking about this diner. And they're like, oh, well, you know, if you're going to come in the off season, you definitely have to check out this diner because you can't get a seat when really? it's like high tourist. Season. Yeah, yeah, high season. Yeah, and I took Milo in there, and he loves waffles, and we went into this like little, and it's only breakfast. They're open from like 6 to 10, so four hours a day. Right. And, which is, oh my god, ideal. I would right. love to be, like, the owners and only have to go to work for four hours right. every day. Well, they're probably there hours well, before. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, just four hours of rush and then go home. And then, yeah, and then be done. And it was so good, but we were, like, neck and neck with right. people. And we had to wait, like, even though I had a reservation, I still had to wait, like, 45 minutes. Really? I made a reservation for a diner at breakfast. Like, who? But it was, right. like, crazy, yeah. funky, like. That's so cool. And Lake super, Tahoe, huh? Yeah. Super good. It was, like, the California side. Right. So good. That area is so beautiful. My goodness. Yeah, so if you're in Jackson, go to Persephone Cafe. That is, like, my like my one place that I go. And also the TJ Maxx in that town. Oh, you bet. find amazing stuff. <laughs> that is my jam. Yeah, like I am a this, Maxinista. Oh, yeah. All the creams that you see at Sephora, they're like $200. You can get in there for like 50 bucks. I mean, stuff like that. And wow. 
I always go and check it out and I always end up spending a hundred bucks and just stuff. Um, I get to the car and I have this wave of regret. I'm like, why did I just spend a hundred dollars? Like, <laughs> I didn't need any of this crap. But anyway, I every six weeks I spend a hundred dollars at TJ Maxx and Jacks. <laughs> I don't think it's possible yeah. to walk into a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls. Oh yeah, and, and not spend a hundred dollars. Yes, and then you know, a few months later, you see it in the pile of donations <laughs> to um, the DI. Don't let the holiday treats slow you down. Zaya Active has your back. Well, your backside, that is. With premium activewear from Zaya Active, you'll be set to crush your health and wellness goals even if you surrender to a few holiday cravings. Zaya Active's most popular items are their joggers and the light and tight leggings. Both are ideal for colder weather. The light and tights are made of the highest quality sweat wicking, breathable, compressive, quick-drying, and squat-proof materials. And from now through the holidays, I am extending my rep discount to every one of my listeners. That's right, 25% off your order now through the holidays. So cross off the activewear lover on your list and use the savings to treat yourself at myzaya.com backslash amadon. And DM me on Instagram to place your order with my 25% off rep discount now through the holidays. Once again, that's myzaya.com backslash Amadon. M-Y-Z-Y-I-A dot com backslash Amadon. But yeah, so you're talking about like safety, driving around, traveling. I have been... Now, you have to give me your honest opinion on this, okay? Because I'm very torn because there's pros and cons for both sides. Mm -hmm. Everybody has valid points. Right. But I have been, I went in to, I think it's like the Smith and Wesson. Mm -hmm. um, Or Edward and, or I don't know what it was. But it was like this country store that had like a gun place in the back. And I went in there because I'm from Ohio. So I went in there and I was like, hey, can you give me some information on a CCW class? Because Mm -hmm. in Ohio, you have to take a general gun safety Mm -hmm. and then you have to be trained on like gun maintenance and basic skills. Right. Before you can get a um, like a gun license to where you can then go and buy a gun. Mm -hmm. Here, you don't have to do any of that. You just walk in and you're like... Well, you I'm still, a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy a gun now. Well, and then you walk out the door. It's a big misconception. You have to go through a background check to buy a gun. Which, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to get political, but there's a lot of misinformation in the media about um, buying guns. You have to absolutely go through a background check. You, They don't just go in and here you go. I mean, there are some <laughs> loopholes with uh, gun shows and stuff like that. I honestly... Oh, yes. Yeah, so think that they should probably do something about that, but I'm a very firm believer in the Second Amendment. But yeah? Okay, because I, I am now a single mom, and when I was growing up, um, my grandpa, I asked him hundreds of times probably yeah. to take me shooting yeah. because he had tons of guns. He had this giant wooden, like, carved, like, gun case right. situation. And it was, like, right there in the living room. Right. Like, every, everyone yeah, saw We it. never really had these issues of mass <laughs> shootings. I think that's more of a mental health problem. But, yeah, here in Utah, you go, uh, you um, basically, if you want to buy a gun, 
you have to go through a background check. I went and got my conceal uh, carry license. You basically go in a class, it was ex-cop, and they basically, you're there quite a few hours going through the entire process. They take your picture, they, um, and then you have your, your license to carry it, conceal license. They used to hold the classes for that at the hotel that I worked at mm-hmm. when I was in college. And that, by the way, if anybody's listening to this and they're in college, get a desk, a front desk job at a hotel because yeah. it's like the best job. You can sit there and do all of your homework. Oh, nice. And like <laughs> check in like one or two guests every hour. And it was right. like the greatest job ever. Nice. But they used, on the weekends, it would be two days and this guy would come in and he would teach these classes. One day would be like eight hours of right. in-classroom training. And then he'd have like a half day in classroom and then they'd go somewhere. Right. Um, and like, I, I don't know, like I'm like a single mom. My family is like way over on the other side of the country. Right. I'm like out here living by myself. Well, not by myself. My son does live here, but right. like he's three, so yeah. he's useless. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I've been really debating on it. And I think if I do get a gun, I would definitely take the course anyway, just because I think it's educational. Yes. Yeah. And you can get a biometric safe. I mean, uh, I don't, I mean, we have a safe and everything, but um, actually I asked for one for Christmas to have them in my nightstand biometric so my daughter can uh, access it. You definitely want to have them under lock key, but easily accessible because what is a gun good for if you have to, oh, you can tell the burglar, hey, can you hold up one minute? I need to go to my safe and get the gun out of the safe so I can shoot you. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So um, if you're, if yeah, if you're a single mom, I mean, just have something, you know, yeah. even even if it's a, a short better barrel uh, gunshot that you just have to go and they hear that noise, <laughs> oh, even if it's not loaded, trust me, they are going to probably run. But um, but yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's imperative that we protect ourselves and, and I'm very for this because, um, I still have family in Venezuela and the government disarmed, uh, people and then they were, uh, being killed by the government. So, oh, um, same thing happening in Hong Kong right now, you know, all these protesters, guns are illegal for civilians. They are completely unarmed and basically fighting against a tyrannical government. So, um, people are like, oh, that would never happen in the U.S. You know, we never thought it would happen in Venezuela. Crazy, crazy so, stuff happens. Uh, so, and again, just for safety purposes, um, you hear stories all the time of home invasions and things like that. So um, maybe I sound completely paranoid, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. And that is the end of that. <laughs> I, I am paranoid. So. I used to, I like, I am paranoid to the point where, like, I don't watch or listen to any kind of, like, American news. Oh, no, I don't either. Because it's, like, way too close to home. There's crazy stuff that yeah. happens here. I have a friend who's from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And she keeps asking me to go visit her. And I'm like, you can come here. Come visit me. And, and she's like, yeah, but America's so scary. I'm like, yeah. luckily, <laughs> like, not a whole lot, you know, yeah. goes on in, in right. her, like, in her country. Like, it's it's really safe. Yeah. But, like, she's, like, afraid. It's and, because of the news, yeah. And it's because I think, of, I think the it, yeah, media the news. portrays. Um, you know, magnif- you know, they something happens and it's, there's a magnifying glass on it for whatever agenda they're trying to push. I don't listen to the news here in the U.S. either. I 
trust more citizen journalists that you know, I read court cases or I'll read articles about, hey, what's happening? Oh, this person's suing this or why? And I and you actually when you actually read what's happening or any laws are being implemented and then just use your mind to come to your own conclusion. I really don't need somebody on the news telling me what to think. I can think for myself. And it's yeah. so crazy, too, because you can turn on one news station and they'll be reporting on the same like thing as another news station, but their stories will be so different. Right. Because they're not, I don't think, and I don't think they're reporting facts anymore. Like, person A said this, person B said that. That's all I want you to tell me. I don't care what your feelings are, Mr. Reporter, about the situation. Just tell me the facts. What happened on each side and let me reach the conclusion that I want to reach and form my own opinion. I don't really need your opinion on it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and that's where I just got turned off of any news organization here. I mean, there's a few good ones online that you can go and read, but in general, I just don't listen yeah, to Yeah, I'm the too news. logical for the news. However, I do listen to Canadian news. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's like good news all day. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's a meme I saw the other day about a Canadian protest, and the person was holding a sign saying, I'm angry. <laughs> I'm like, that is the perfect Canadian sign. <laughs> I, I, I am angry. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Uh, we interrupt this programming to oh, yeah. put on a Buzz Lightyear suit. <laughs> <laughs> Milo insisted there you go. on being Buzz Lightyear for Halloween. Nice. Okay, In go play downstairs. Insisted on it. Oh my god, it fits her perfect. <laughs> <laughs> go downstairs. <laughs> oh, Anywho, man. but Well, let me tell you what happened last night, which there were potty words... Flying and everything. Hey, oh. I my wings. oh, I forgot your wings. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Okay, now move your hair that way. Okay, there you go. Stop interrupting, okay? To infinity. She's going to spend three hours editing this. And beyond. Okay, bye. Downstairs, no more interruptions. <laughs> Is this your confession? Are you a coffee lover just like me? Sipping my morning java is the only way I can keep up with my toddler and busy lifestyle. That's why I love Coffee Over Cardio. Coffee Over Cardio is a premium coffee company started by female entrepreneur Abby Scott. Whether you love a good flavored blend or a strong roast, Coffee Over Cardio is ideal for any jitterbug. They are also carb-free, keto-friendly, sugar-free, and gluten-free. So pretty much that means they're completely guilt-free. Try Coffee Over Cardio's most popular flavors today, French Toast and New Doctor's Orders Vanilla Hazelnut. Yum! <laughs> Make sure to use code 10EMADON to save at checkout. Once again, that's 10EMADON at coffeeovercardio.com. Well, <laughs> I guess it's part of it. Um, so, confession. Um, I get through waves of potty mouth times where I just like drop the F-bomb. I don't care who's around and it's a shame on me because I should know better, right? Especially because I have a four-year-old. Well, this week, was it this week or Friday of last week? 
my husband comes home with Ella and he looks mad and Ella's like, you're going to be so mad. And she starts like crying. I'm like, well, what happened? And my husband goes, well, apparently she got on the table and she accused one of the kids of saying the F word. And the teacher was sitting there and she said, no, he didn't say the F word. And Ella turned around and said, fuck, 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 <laughs> to the teacher. <laughs> and oh, I, I just could not, like, just, what? Like, I was in shock and this wave of guilt and because, you know, my husband says the word sometimes, too. I mean, it's not like we're sailors, but once in a while, the word drops. So we go to the bedroom, and we're sitting on the bench. And, uh, you know, Ella, why do you think you say this? Do you think this is a... And she's like, no, no. And, and I am, like, holding back, just cracking up laughing. Because I couldn't... Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, you know, and my husband's the one making the talking. Shh. Uh, doing the talking and all of a sudden she goes well my husband asked her well Ella what other word do you think you could say that it's not a bad word and she goes well can I say ship <laughs> oh my god I had to like put my head down and and I was laughing so hysterically that tears was were coming down my face and my husband's like see Ella you made mommy cry <gasps> She goes, and my husband, who is the most patient person in the world, is like, Ella, you can't say ship because it sounds like it's a bad word. She's like, no, like the pirates, like where the pirates get off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm like, I can't believe this girl. Um, Kids are hilarious. She is so funny. When she walked out, I'm like, okay, we, we have to not say, we have to control ourselves. But then last night, I get home. We get home from dinner, and I see that the window in our laundry room, the, the screen door was, like, bent out. I'm like, what is going on? Turns out that my 13-year-old stepson decided with his friend to play hide-and-seek and to go out the window, and they bent it. Oh, and there is I a, had to make you save this for the podcast because uh, I, I want to know what happened here. So not only did he bend it, but I had a stack of brand new folded towels because we're remodeling a condo to turn it into an Airbnb. And everything was nicely folded. Well, the towels were a mess. The window was half open. The screen was bent. The other screen in the window was down. To tell you, I was, I mean, I was shaking in anger and I basically at all, you know, <laughs> magnifying sound of my voice, what the fuck? <laughs> and Ella's just standing there looking at me like, oh, mommy, you said a bad word. I'm like, yes, sometimes you have to say a bad word. <laughs> sometimes situation merit a bad word. I was just so offended that... I take very a lot of pride in my things, my home, my, you know, I work hard for them, right? Yeah. And uh, put a lot of effort to buy these things and keep them nice. And then for somebody to just have no regards, I said some pretty mean things. I called him a jerk. I, I told my husband he needs to move in with his mom. Obviously, <laughs> I did not mean that. But, you know, in the moment of anger. Oh, yeah. I mean, Seriously, and then previously in another sleepover, brand new pristine towel, he decided to spray paint with a circle 
a black circle. So I'm here folding towels and I open this black circle. The first thing I think is the movie, the ring, right? (laughs) (laughs) She's going to get you. And I'm like, what? And my husband looks at me like, what is that? I'm like, exactly. Like what possesses a child? And yeah. Okay. He's a child, technically 13. It's still to do that. Like you are damaging something. Yeah. I have a hard time with that because I was never a destructive kid. If anything, my mom would get mad because I, I would use talcum uh, powder and her perfumes and her face creams, and I would make a paste to patch the holes in the in the house. <laughs> and she would be yelling at me like, "Those are expensive creams!" And I'm like, "But there were holes in the walls, you know." I'm dry- <laughs> I was trying to be good. See, I hear that boys are more like chaotic and girls are more dramatic. Yes. Yes. Because I'm I'm thinking back to when I was 13. I dated like this boy forever for like a million years. Um, like all through middle school, all through high school. And he would make these these uh toilet cleaner bombs mm-hmm. where he would put he would take like a two liter bottle and put like little pellets of rolled up aluminum foil and then take the works and put it in with the aluminum foil and shake it up and throw oh it in a trash can. Oh. And it, it would blow up because oh, the, the chemicals in the foil. Right. And the friction and I don't know, science. And, <laughs> and science. And science. <laughs> you know? And he would make these bombs, and he would drive around his neighborhood with his friends, and he would put them in mailboxes oh, and put them goodness. in, like, the garbage bins. Right. And it would just be, like, boom, 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 like, up his oh. entire street, and then they would drive away, like, right. out of the neighborhood so they wouldn't yeah, get yeah. caught. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, thinking back, and I'm, like, yeah, he was about 14, 15 when we met. So I'm, like, yep, there, it's That's, time for that. I guess so. I just... The other day, the police called my husband because they were at Walmart. And, of course, it's never his fault. It's always some other kid did it. I'm like, I, it's the kid who cried wolf. I said, we just don't believe you anymore. And, mind you, he has it's a straight-age student. Like, he puts an effort. Um, so we kind of let cer- certain things, like, slide. Um, but as, I, I'm not... It's hard because I love him like he's my child, but he's not my child. So I yeah. can't spank you because you're not my <laughs> child. <you know? laughs> and that's difficult. Being a stepmom, I think, has been one of the hardest things that I've done. Oh, I couldn't. Especially to four kids. And um, yeah. there was a lot of challenges with their mom um, in the last, you know, since I met Teague, uh, my husband, and and just having to be there. I mean, many times I would just wanted to run away and be like, what? I mean, I don't need this much. Um, But then you love them and you're like, okay, I'm going to stick it out because I'm, me and my husband are uh, the stability, um, the the stable relationship, the constant in their lives. I feel bad for whatever sad sucker gets married to me (laughs) because... My co-parenting situation is a damn disaster. Really? Oh, drama. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to uh, co-parent. I mean, my, my parents divorced when I was a young. At a, uh, when I was young, and and uh, they yeah they divorced at a young age, and there was drama that came with that. I came to the U.S. when I was seventeen. My mom was like, "Yeah, just go." You know. Um, luckily, I had family in Houston. And uh, my mom didn't remarry until she was older. But but for these 
boys who are oh wonderful i mean honestly how they did not end up in drugs and doing crazy more crazy things <laughs> it's it's a, it, i attribute it to my husband really because he was always just there for them never critic never criticized their mom never did anything to put her down um and they you know i, I told him that's like they're gonna come back to you right now if they when they were they were side with their mom on anything and i'm like why are you not fighting back he's like well i don't want to talk bad about their mom and which is an honorable thing to say yeah and to do and i admire that but you know i'm feisty i'm let i'm latina i'm like no you fight you know <laughs> this is not how we do it <laughs> i don't know how you have so much patience um but man it paid off because yeah but, you know they have they have come back. They have. You're like yin, yin and yang. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I am fiery, and I want to fight, and I'm gonna. I will take you down, whoever. Not just you know. But anyway, he. Uh, no, it, he's been patient, and they now they come to him for advice. They they're at the house all the time, and um, it shows. And and now that they're older, we're able to have discussions of. This is everything that we had to go through and all the battles that we had to put up um, to protect you guys, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So in many instances, like I said, that I wanted to run away and I guess that could be my confession because I don't think my husband knows this, but many <laughs> <laughs> um, times I want to be like, what the fuck am I doing here? This is a lot of baggage. This is a lot of drama. Obviously, this is before my daughter was born, but... I'm sure he's assumed. He's probably he has to. He's and, probably taken a look around and been like, man. And, and, and many times, I, it was more like, I'm not leaving him because I'm not going to let her win. You oh. know? And I will pay for the attorneys. I will work double. I will sell more. I will do whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm there fighting because, you know... Uh, like I said, it's a competitiveness in me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we will win this! And then only because I did, I honestly legitimately wanted the best for the kids. Um, so we did what we thought was right. Um, and it's paid off. So Co-parenting sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Especially when there's... Well, you're co-parenting and you have the stepkids, right? Because uh, he's yeah. co-parenting with her... And uh, he's having to deal with that directly, but I'm there as support, you know. I'm seeing it from that point of view where you're like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You know, and anyway. I think the whole thing, no matter what, like, role you're you're playing or whoever's listening is playing, it's all just a bag of dicks. Yep. <laughs> hundred percent. It sucks no matter where right. you're at in the game, you know. You know, so we have the 16-year-old, you know, I'm like, okay, uh, two more years of child support there, and then he'll go off to college. And then we have Curtis, who I've basically kind of adopted as my own. Like, I consider him my child, you know, because he lives with us full-time. Oh, he's the one that's 13. Yeah, and he... You know, when it comes to homework and buying him clothes and what do you need and do you... Oh, you forgot your backpack. Like, the day-to-day things that a mom needs to do, I've basically stepped in to do for him. Um, but it's there's a fine line, right? Because he does have his mom. I'm not trying to oh, replace yeah. anybody. 
Um, sometimes I feel like she doesn't want to spend much time with him. I don't think he's ever going to listen to this, so, so I can say it. Um, and I feel bad for the kid because I that has to be tough feeling rejected by oh, your yeah. own mom, you know, because she has a busy life or whatever reason. Um, and I want her to want to spend time with him because I think it's important that both your parents want to be with you. Yeah. You know. So I feel bad for him. So especially last night when I was yelling, he needs to move in with his mom, I then felt awful because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want him to feel rejected. We hugged it out this morning, though. I'm going to use the hashtag stepmom guilt. Yes. Oh, in big this time. episode. Big time. <laughs> I do. I feel a lot of guilt all the time. Um, that, I don't think. Is that a hashtag? I don't. I don't think I've don't ever know. seen it. I usually go by bonus mom. I say, I don't stepmom. Just call me bonus mom because you have it, your mom. Yeah, you know stepmoms. You they have a they get a bad rap. Sounds like an evil witch. Yes, <laughs> and sometimes I feel like an evil witch, an evil bitch, not a witch. Like a full on. I'm like, God, I'm a bitch. You know, for saying that or doing this, but. It's exhausting, you know? I mean, you're trying to... I, I work. I'm a professional. This is the argument I have with my husband. I'm like, why do you have the expectation that I'm the one that has to come home and do the dinner? You know? It's like... And I am not a feminist. Let me put that out there. Not by the new definition of the word feminist. But I said, I am just as much... I'm just as busy as you are. I yeah. go to work 8 to 5. I'm driving long distances. I take Ella to school in the morning. I'm also trying to stay in shape and work out for my mental health more than anything. I know. I need to get back uh, into then, that. Yeah, and then keep the house clean and then do the dinner. And do, I mean, there's a lot of things in my plate that could be more shared. Yeah. Right? And that's uh, and that's tough. And, I, and the women say, oh, you can have it all. Yeah, but you know what? I also have Teresa that comes every two weeks to clean my house because... <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you can, but you need help. I mean, yeah. and, and those who say, no, I can do it all by myself, they're full of shit. Because it's, it's impossible. It is impossible. You're going to drop the ball somewhere. Yes. And it's nor- and like the sad thing is, is it's normally self-care. That's what goes. Right, right. And, and I've made it a priority. Self-care, I've made it a priority in the last six months that... I am going to work out. I, I mean, I got a Peloton at the house. I go to F45. I try to count my macros. And it's it's the one thing uh, that has kept me somewhat sane. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse, I think, in this. I'm talking only from personal experience. For me, if I am working my ass off and then I get on the scale and I don't see, I like the number, I'm sorry, it does affect the way I feel about oh, myself. Yeah. And whoever says, oh, love your body no matter what, yeah, fuck that. I <laughs> want to be in shape. I want to feel good about myself. I want to make sure that my pants fit. And so having always take care of yourself. Um, and then because mentally you're going to be better for your kids and your family. I know. Yeah. That's been one of the struggles that I've had since moving to Salt Lake because I when I had Milo I moved all the way over here from Ohio and I stayed home for I had definitely I had projects I started my blog and all of the things that I did because I can't I can't just sit there like my my house was really clean my laundry was always done but it's like but do you did you feel fulfilled? No. No. So like I always had like my projects and I started little businesses here and there and 
but like I had a really good routine. I was going to the gym five, six days a week. Milo was on like the perfect routine. I was cooking meals at home all the time. Um, I made, I was like one of those moms that like made his baby food. I was a psycho. Yeah. And like, it was crazy. And now it's like, I work, so now I feel guilty because if I take him to the gym after he's already been in daycare all day, right? then I feel bad because I'm just taking him out of one daycare to put him in another. And I, that's been one of my things. I've been looking at getting, because all I really do at the gym is the incline trainer. Mm-hmm. And I got down below my pre-baby weight and it was all on the incline trainer. Right. I, I don't do nice. like CrossFit or like yeah. lift weights or anything. Um, I like that. No, but like, <laughs> like I can't, I get, a, I get such a high lifting weight. Really? Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. I, I love it. But you have nothing. to find what makes you feel happy. If it's the incline trainer, if it's walking around the block, if it's doing a, whatever it is, because it, again, if you are well mentally, you're going to be a better mom for your kid. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's dirty dishes. It doesn't matter if the house is a mess. They know when you're off. I know. Um, and that's my thing too, is because like I cannot find a routine here because I didn't have, I had so much extra time when I stayed at home. But now I'm the mom, the dad, I'm the housekeeper, I'm the yeah. chef, I'm, you know, carpool and I work. So I, you know, I'm like, it's a lot. Every hat right now. And it is just like crazy. Yeah. It's and, a lot. Um, I had a meeting today and it was for a real estate company. Um, they need someone to do like, to balance out all their finances. And he asked me, he's like, why do you want to take this job? He's like, it's part time. You know, why would you want to take this job? You could probably make more money doing, you know, something else or building up, like getting more of my own personal clients, things like that. And I'm like, I just want to get out of my house. Like, <laughs> I want to have adult conversations. I want to, yeah, like, because, like, getting up in the morning, putting my makeup on, getting dressed, going right. to work, sitting in my office, doing my job, like, like I've always worked since right. I was young. I moved out when I was really, really young. So I've always paid bills. I've always had right. responsibilities. And, like, working and earning an income like, honestly, I thought I was going to lose my mind when my son's dad was like, can you move out to Nevada and then, like, just not work because it's a mine town. There's no jobs for you. Oh, nice. And <laughs> I was like, so you want me to move to a mining town in the middle of rural west yeah. world? Yeah. What, like, <laughs> I'm from Ohio, okay? I know what states are. I don't know what this is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. You want me to move to Cowboy Town, and and what is there going to do for me? Like, right. what what's going to happen? Like, what am I going to do nothing. over there? And he's like, nothing. You just have to watch the baby because there's nothing here for you. And I'm like, I thought I was going to have a panic. There are so many times I was driving from Cleveland, because I-80 goes all the way from Cleveland to Elko. Right. So it was a straight shot. Right. Super nice. But I, there were so many times I would, like, pull over on the side of the road and be like, I want to turn around and go home. Like, like yes. what am I doing? Why am right. I doing this? 
and it, it, you know, it worked out fine, whatever, but like... How long have you been in, back in Utah? I moved here like a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. So I've been back to work for like a year and a half, but I was like, oh my God. Right. I was like, because I was like, how am I going to, how am I going to buy things? What am I going to do? Yes. We're, like, it, it worked out and it was fine, but I was like just having this panic attack because it was like I gave up complete control. Right. I'd never been to Elko before I moved there. Right. So... It was just like, freaking Jesus, take right. the wheel. Yeah, literally. <laughs> if I have control, I'm right. going to turn this car around oh, and go back geez. to civilization. Yeah, I don't know. My, my parents went, my mom was a stay-at-home mom until my parents got divorced, and then we she was forced to go to work. And uh, I don't I don't ever want to be put in that position. So I've when I moved to the U.S. when I was 17, um, I've been working ever since. I've lived in Houston, Dallas, Florida, now Utah, and always worked. And um, I don't see my even my husband. Like it was funny when I got pregnant. For literally like a matter of seconds, he suggested maybe I stay home, and I just laughed so hard and gave him <laughs> the biggest dirty look ever. I'm like, that is never gonna happen. I will never depend on somebody if I can help it based on what I saw in my home with my mom and everything. I said, no, I will always work. Um, I need that independence. I love my child. If I won the lottery, I think I would still take her to daycare (laughs) (laughs) and go find something on the side, maybe flip homes or whatever, but I will never not do something. Oh Uh, yeah. I just can't. I just can't do it. I feel like I have this like busy buddy mind. Right. And it, it just like, it needs fuel. Yeah. I need to, fuel it somehow doing something I gotta be productive I can't just like yesterday well I stuffed all of those envelopes but (laughs) (laughs) um but besides that like I went down and I sat down I watched two shows right now Mm -hmm. I'm watching Emergence Mm -hmm. and Stumptown on ABC and I was like oh yes it's Friday I'm so excited like I get so excited like I hate it because it's like Okay, after my two shows are done and I get everything done on Friday that right. I need to do, I'm like, okay, well, you can bring my son back now. <laughs> but I, yeah, but, like I miss, I miss him. But he gets so like whiny, mm-hmm. like the days leading up to going to his dad's because oh. he knows the transition's coming. Right. And I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna wring your neck. And then I have like a day where I'm like, okay, but then it's like Friday night and I'm like, okay, well, I'm done with this. You had enough time. Give him back. He's mine. Right. (laughs) I don't like sharing my toys. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But last night I was sitting there and I watched one episode, came back up, started working again. And I'm like, no, 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 I need to relax. I'm gonna go down and I watch the other episode. Um. And it's like the whole time I'm like on my email. I don't know. I need to figure out something because I do have this busybody mind, right. but I need to like switch it on and off. Right. It's hard to do that. And, oh, so hard. It's hard to do that. I don't get, I mean, I'll get a little window here and there where I can just sit and I just literally just dra- go through Instagram and, <laughs> and Pinterest. I go from Instagram to Pinterest. That's really all I look at my phone because I deleted Facebook uh, Early this, a few months ago, I just, that was hard to do, but. I'm sorry, um, I, I hate Facebook. I, I just deleted it. I got all my, my pictures and everything, and del- and then they give you 30 days so in case you change your mind, and if you log in, like, then it doesn't delete it. Those 30 days were tough. And it just goes <laughs> to show how addicted we are to social media. But usually I'm in Instagram and, um, or 
Pinterest looking at recipes that I will never make. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's, I mean, who's got the time? And But it's always something. I mean, she is a mommy's girl. Uh, Ella's a mommy's girl. and No. I'm like, I thought girls were supposed to be like all about daddy. And she's like, nope, I want mommy. And it's exhausting. I mean, I love her. I would give my life for her. But I was an only child. I'm used to quiet and peace and silence. And it's always on. Like you're always on. And then my best friend told me like, you know, that anxiety and that stress that you feel. It. They made a study. Don't ask me who. She. I'm quoting a second hand here. But that moms feel the same feeling like if you're at a, at a war zone up until you're five, the kids are like five. For the first five years of their life, the mommy anxiety and everything is like you're in a war zone. And I'm like, yeah, I totally I, see that because you're so yeah. paranoid that first that she's going to die of something, that she's going to bump her head or she's, somebody's going to take her or, or him. Um, that that anxiety is, it has not stopped since the day she was born. Oh yeah, it's awful. I I awful. I feel it too because so there was this. I had a lot of like postpartum anxiety, mm-hmm. and I went to my doctor and I was talking to him about it, and they did give me a medication, and they said you know deal with it. it, it my doctor was very like try these methods first, right? And because after you have a kid, your hormones are gonna fluctuate right. so much. And he's like, okay, well, let's give it some time. Yeah. Let's try these different things. He gave me, like, this list of things that I can change mm-hmm. in my diet. Um, and I'm like, it's not helping. I'm going to lose my mind. Right. And he then he gave me a medication. And it worked. And it was really good. I changed my diet. I was working out five, six days a week. Um, and then I started taking the medication. But then it was like... I moved here, and then I started going to custody court, and my son's dad was doing crazy shit, and I was in a new place that has all kinds of weird stuff going on, and I was like, what the heck did I do? Right. And it was, like, so much worse. Yeah. I... I And my son's only three. Yeah. I still have two years until I'm probably going to go back to... Normal ish. Right. Not a war zone. <laughs> Not a war zone. So I had to take, I had, um, it was an anxiety induced depression, I guess is what, if I remember correctly, because at that time of, it was kind of a fog. Now it's kind of a fog. But I remember sitting at the doctor's and, you know, how and my husband sitting in the chair and, having to fill that questionnaire of whether you're depressed, whether you want to hurt yourself oh, and yeah. do all those things. And I don't remember wanting to hurt myself or Ella for that matter, but the the level of emotion and anxiety and I did feel seriously like I was in a hole. Like I had was walking around with a with a cloud over my head and the doctor's like, Yeah, you have it. Like but you don't have it it's not a full on postpartum depression. It's more anxiety driven. Yeah. And so he gave me medication and I had, I think I took it for maybe six weeks and then I went on a business trip and, um, not a business trip. I went on a trip. I don't remember because I think Ella was already in daycare maybe. And I forgot the medication and I never took it again and I was fine at that point. So it took about 30 days to six weeks for me to snap out of it. 
but I was in a, in, I was in a hole. I was, yeah. it was a dark place that I, it was awful. I remember, I remember filling out the form. So I filled it out in Nevada where I was. And then I came out here and it was just getting so much worse. I was like passing out because of panic attacks. Oh, wow. It was crazy. So I went to my doctor here and they made me sign a new form because I didn't have one for their records. And it was like, it was just so funny because I filled it all out in the waiting room and I had my son with me and they, he, the doctor comes in and he's holding this form and like the clipboard that I had and he's, he's like, so you're safe and your son's safe, but, but who's this other person who doesn't really seem all that safe right now? <laughs> right. Like, oh, that's my son's dad. Don't worry about him. <laughs> I'm sure the coyotes will get him before he you ever hear about it. <laughs> yeah, it's... but, but yeah, because there was like coworkers, other family members, and then it was like um, neighbors or something like that. Uh, other people in the home, children, and myself. Right. And then at the bottom there was this other, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's definitely. I I have urges to to yes. stab him right in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> run him over with a car. Yes. Oh, man. Men have no clue what women have to go through. I mean, I know they put have a lot of pressure on themselves to be providers and all that, but, I mean, we the expectation that we have to take care of everything, it's overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I think um, women need to stand up a little bit more. Not, put, not by putting men down, because they have a role. You know, and I have feelings too, but saying, hey, you know, I'm a professional just like you. Let's just share some of these responsibilities, you know. I just had um, Robin from the W Collective. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a networking women in business Mm -hmm. kind of um, organization here in Salt Lake City. And she was, I was talking to her about something very similar. And that's what I said. I was like. You know, you don't need to step on a man to lift yourself up. I was like, but there's enough to go around. Like, it can just be a little leveled out. Right. And I'm like, maybe I'm too mellow or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) No, I agree. And and it's the argument I have with my husband. It's like, I, well, I've failed. I've, I've failed as a mother lately with dinners. I mean, she's been eating mac and cheese and rotisserie chickens for a, for a week and a half because... Well, that's all Milo eats anyway. I'm exhausted. I'm <laughs> I think that's what kids are supposed to do. So I think they're supposed to go through a phase where they only eat hot dogs, macaroni and cheese. Right. <laughs> um, and I said, I know, I know I could do better for them, but then at the same time, you know, you can come home and make a meal. Like... Uh, I'm just as busy as you are. I keeping the house running and working and making sure that people are alive and <laughs> so that's been a <laughs> sorry. So that's been a struggle lately, but hopefully 2020 will set uh, I, my plan is to, okay, let's set more of a schedule and a calendar. I'm I try to be a problem solver. Mm-hmm. Instead of just complaining, complaining, it's like, let's do a calendar. Let's take action. Don't focus on the problems. Try to focus on the solution kind of BS. <laughs> so, anywho. I know. I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of the supermarket. 
ready department right <laughs> over by the deli grab a salad and yeah yeah no we <laughs> do that it's like rotisserie chickens is my my go-to uh, with some broccoli and she likes rice and just mix it all up and here I wish go. Milo liked rice new year new wine and of course I'm talking nakedwines.com if you haven't tasted the delicious independently crafted wines from boutique winemakers around the world can you even call yourself a fellow wine mom? Debatable. But don't worry, I got you, girl. Use code MOMMYWINES50 or click the link in the show notes below to receive your first six bottles delivered right to your door for only $34.99. That's $34.99 for six bottles of wine delivered to your door with code MOMMYWINES50. You're welcome. What was your favorite out of Utah? What was it? Texas, Florida? Well, I think Florida because my best friend since I was six years old lived there. And we had, I called it a little tribe, you know, a group of friends and family that I think it's huge to have a support system. And I haven't had that here in Utah. And I think that's been my biggest struggles. And then the culture here, it's, it's, it's tough. It's like, nothing anywhere else i mean texas is not like that florida i mean i've been to i have friend my sister have i have a half sister in france venezuela's not like that but here it's like people are not they're not rude they're nice but there's this veil yeah there's this veil i feel like there's this hole right in the middle of america and it's it like everything else kind of can flow you know, together. There's this connection. It's all relatively the same. But then you get here, right smack dab in the middle of the West. And it is just like this twilight zone. It's weird. It's, it's very weird. It's weird. People are weird. I'm sorry. I mean, I've met some great people here as well. But it's been very hard to make friends just because of that. I'm loud, obnoxious, I'm potty mouth, as you guys can have heard. <laughs> <laughs> I say things how it is. And and I think sometimes that could be a little intimidating to some. There's a lot of moms here that are stay-at-home moms. And I don't know if they frown. I've, I've been mommy shamed before because I work. Oh, yeah. Um, or is it because they're intimidated in some cases? I mean, I'm, I'm a very successful professional. And sometimes I feel like I'm the bull in the china shop, you know, and that intimidates certain people. But I'm not going to stop being who I am to accommodate. So what I do is I just take as many trips as I can, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You you detox. I get out of Utah as much as I can. Mind you, it's a beautiful state. It's... See, okay. There, like, it is so ordinary. Mm -hmm. Like, it's different. It's very diverse in, like, the terrain, but, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Salt Lake City's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. The mountains are pretty. Yeah. But I'm like, the town, the neighborhoods, that's what I had a problem with. And, like, I'm still renting because I haven't found a neighborhood that right. feels homey. Right. You know? Because every it's so ordinary. And you pay over a half a million dollars. It's expensive. The housing is expensive here. a very ordinary like it's it is expensive you are 
overly paying for an extremely like, ordinary real estate, life. It's expensive. Everything else compared to like Florida, it's comparable to Texas. Florida's expensive uh, when it comes to like the day to day. Taxes are outrageous. Property taxes are outrageous, even though you don't have state income tax. But um, you can still f find a decent home for a reasonable price. We're here. It has gotten crazy expensive, the housing. Oh, yeah. uh, but, you know, the public schools are, they're better than in Florida. You can go to a neighborhood and have a good school where in Florida you probably are going to be paying what my best friend pays close to $8,000 a kid a year for a private school because the public schools are crap. So, you know, it's a give and take. But um, I just take trips and I try to meet my friends as much as I can and... I'm a, I'm one of those introverted extroverted mm -hmm. extroverts, um, so it's hard for me to make friends and reach out. I have been making an effort, and I've met some pretty neat people uh, through F45, which is a gym I go to. Uh, so I'm making an effort. My husband's like, I'm so proud of you. My best friend's like, I'm so proud of you for <laughs> like getting out there. I'm like, it is freaking hard. This podcast has helped me a lot. Really? I'll be your friend if you okay, don't mind you. being friends with a... <laughs> A wine drinking 30-year-old yes. oh, single too. mom. I drink wine too. Uh, Who only has boy toys. Uh, <laughs> I know, shame on you, Isla. <laughs> but thank you for the invitation. This is great. I've never done this before. And yeah. it's always nice to get your thoughts out of what you think and your true opinions. And hopefully anybody listening or those who are listening, um, you know, can get a different perspective from a working mom, you know? Yeah. So I, I am Latina through and through, but I bleed red, white, and blue. Today's episode of the Mommy Wines podcast was brought to you by NakedWines.com, Zaya Active, and Coffee Over Cardio. Do you love the show? Show your support by shopping the Mommy Wines podcast merch store at teespring.com or by becoming a monthly supporter of the show by clicking the support button at anchor.fm backslash mommywines. Or you can use the support link in the show notes below. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Join the MW Podcast Network. All info on the MW Network, merch, partnerships, coupon codes, episodes, blog posts, and so much more can be found at themommywines.com. As always, thank you for listening. And until next week, wine moms, parent and drink responsibly.